0: I should probably move this. You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Ladies, today we are going to work. We are going to be working on ourselves mentally today, and we're going to just be Going in on this one topic of decision fatigue, actually, just this past weekend, um, I was able to hear a whole um, presentation on decision fatigue, and I found it found it to be very interesting and helpful. Something that we as women probably don't realize is actually affecting us and affecting us emotionally can be decision fatigue so to talk about that a little bit more in depth we do have a professional mental health coach in today her name is Amy hey Amy
1: hey sweetie nice to see you
0: (laughs) good to see you too it's always so great to have you here if you're new to the podcast Amy has been on before and we had a really great episode so definitely um, dive through and check that episode out as well Um, So today, um, decision fatigue, first of all, could you tell me, you had an amazing live on this, by the way. um, Can you tell us what decision fatigue is? Yeah, I mean,
1: as easy as I can explain it is exhaustion from making decisions. It's just overwhelm from decision making.
0: Mm -hmm. and. Today, I actually saw, or today, um, in the presentation that I heard this weekend, I think it was like we make something like 30,000 decisions a day, you know? I I'm, I could be wrong. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Actually, it's 35,000 decisions a day on average that we make. Our brain is constantly working.
0: So, yeah. yeah. And that can be, definitely become exhausting. Um, but what can cause, because like simple things, you know, typically aren't exhausting, right? Like, Hey, I need to wake up today. I need to go put gas in the car. I need to, you know, do my hair, whatever, get out the door, Mm -hmm. get the kids. All those things are typically things that aren't exhausting. At what point do those small things lead us into decision fatigue?
1: Mm, that's a great question so because I come from the trauma perspective a lot of us when a lot of us have unresolved or unacknowledged trauma that adds weight to the decisions that we have to make on a daily basis right everybody mm-hmm. has their their thought process on what creates decision fatigue but I know from a cognitive perspective when our mind is in constant overload mm-hmm. because of unresolved trauma and really just unacknowledged, issues that we are maybe have never really dealt with emotionally that can add to our burden of decision fatigue. And so the overwhelm comes in. Right. So, um, for example, what I mean by that is, let's say that we are a people pleaser by nature. Right. Because of trauma. Well, when we have to make decisions, we think of others more than ourselves a lot more to a more toxic degree. So because of that, it creates exhaustion. In and every day, just even having to, what am I gonna eat for breakfast today? That becomes an overwhelming task for somebody who's overloaded because of other things. And that really falls into the mental health category, right? So mm-hmm. that's my perspective, nonetheless.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I actually did not realize that this was something that I was dealing with until a few years ago. Um, I started getting into this stuff a little bit more and, you know, I was like, man, I do. I'm like, I don't want to make these decisions today. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And sometimes that attitude of like, I don't want to, or I can't, or even like ignoring or being avoidant, the root issue a lot of times is we just don't want to make the decision. It's overwhelming.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's, it's what become what is supposed to be, what really is supposed to be something that is easy to do, our brain is constantly in motion, right? So from Mm -hmm. the trauma perspective, when our brain is on overload because of the weight of maybe cognitive dysfunctions, things like that, not to get too deep into it, but we have a certain way of thinking because of the conditioning in the environment we were raised in. So because of that, if it's overload for us, our brain can't process everything all at the same time. right? Mm-hmm. So most of the things fall into the category of um, automatic or unconscious thoughts. And so if our unconscious thoughts are carrying heavy weights uh, emotionally, then a conscious or subconscious thought can be overwhelming so it could become this thing of you know what just choosing whether I want to wear a white shirt or pink shirt it's just it's too much because Mm -hmm. our unconscious mind is so weighed down with all the other stuff that our conscious mind has to struggle to try to make just the simple decisions if that makes any sense
0: yeah, it totally does. Yeah. I mean, and and not to say, you know, I'm just thinking through this as you're speaking, like, OK, what does that look like? It could be, you know, maybe that person that you know or that friend that you have that like can never make a decision like, hey, girl, what movie do you want to see? Girl, I don't know. Whatever you want to see, you know, like it, it could be something like that. So that's helped me to understand and give people a little bit more grace that it's not about you, it's not you know anything like that. it just be could be something that they're they're dealing with now, can you tell me um how does decision fatigue especially affect women? because I feel like we're more mm. vulnerable to this? <laughs> we really, really are
1: um, interestingly enough, women. And this is something that I wrote about when I was doing my research paper for my certification in aromatherapy. Mm. So this is a passion of mine. Women fall into the category of a, a very unique category because we carry a lot of hats and a lot of responsibilities in our community, within our intimate community, within our family realm, and, and within you know just being around other people. So because of that, we are, because of society, expected to fit a certain role to be able to take care of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that added with unresolved or unacknowledged trauma. And I talk about this a lot because we carry a lot of things on us that if we're, if we like you said earlier, if we avoid it or if we just ignore it, it, it adds weight to our just decisions. So um, because we are in a role of influence on others, uh, we feel the heavy weight of let's say somebody what some of us were you know we're in a home that maybe wasn't particularly loving or particularly caring right so we learn a certain way of doing things to carry out our day Mm -hmm. and then we have our children and Mm -hmm. that comes into our space and so now here's an added situation a weight
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that
1: forces us to acknowledge what environment was I raised in? Mm. What was going on? So you're trying to care for your child and love them the best you know how, but the decision, how do I help them to make decisions when I myself am having a challenge making decisions? So it becomes this added weight, just like, think of a brick, one brick over another to just create this weight. So it creates a special challenge because a lot of women have undiagnosed depression undiagnosed Mm. anxiety, PTSD, Mm -hmm. a lot of these things are starting to manifest themselves in women. And so because of that, decisions, just simple decisions can be overwhelming. And so it affects us in a different, in a very unique way, because we're expected to carry all these different responsibilities and roles, where in, if we were, if we were aware of what Our decision-making faculties were like we could gracefully Mm -hmm. handle those responsibilities right I love to say I you know I I shift in responsibility in a day we learn to shift but when we're learning to do that with children in a home a marriage Mm -hmm. in-laws friends new environment moving to a new area you know Mm -hmm. all these things The weight of decision making can be just overwhelming.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it does. And thank you so much for bringing shedding light on all of that. And, ladies, did we not say that we were going to work today? Okay, we are doing work. This is work. And I want to make sure people understand that because if you're listening to this podcast, please take the information that Amy is telling us and apply it. Because here's the thing decision fatigue. It's no one's fault, but once we have the information, we owe it to ourselves and our loved ones to try to do better. So, you know what? This sounds like me. And a lot of things that you said, I'm like, this is me in some areas, you know, and I would always consider myself to be a decisive person. Like I can make some decisions. We are doing this ABCD, like totally type a, but even on, even though I'm on that spectrum, this is still something that affects me. Like I can see myself and see where I need to work on. And, and that's really the whole point is for us to do the work. Now you touched on some ways, you know, that, you know, the decision fatigue shows up, you know, sometimes in parenting, it, it can exacerbate the overwhelm. Parenting is overwhelming enough. And then you got to make literally all these decisions <laughs> that you're like, oh, this is going to affect them for the rest of their life. Oh, you know, it, it just becomes so big. But then, too, it, it shows up in relationships, you know, um, you know, our significant others, our spouses. And then it shows up even in our friendships with each other. You know, like I was mentioning, you know, just thinking back, you know, based on what Amy's saying and then things that I've learned with the decision fatigue, sometimes that friend who you like, man, they can't never pick the play. Or I say, I want to go here. Did they say they want to go there. It's not that they're just being, you know, difficult. It's, it's really overwhelming and, and they could be worrying about a lot, you know, like what like go take me through that person's mind. Like a person who's in that scenario, if if you're just, you know, struggling with decision fatigue and it's like, okay, girl, let's figure out what we want to eat, what does that look like in that person's mind?
1: Mm, that's a great that's a great question. For a person who's who has that decision fatigue, it's like walking into a Costco and say and you say i want you to choose something from here are you kidding me <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what you like i don't know what you don't like right mm-hmm. it's, it it comes in so many different forms and and everybody takes it everybody processes decision fatigue differently for example mm-hmm. some of the symptoms of it are procrastination mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um purposely not making a decision because Mm -hmm. of the fear, right? There's so many different layers to it, layers of the onion, right? And of course we can't touch on all of that in this episode, but um, I see this often with my clients is just how do I get from point A to point A small A? Right, it's just like the little a, the big a, the little a. How do I get from there to here? You know, it's just it's so small. So what we would have to do, we have to acknowledge that. You know what, this person's in overwhelm. They might be in avoidance. That's another symptom of decision fatigue. Is avoidance, right? I just don't want to. I'm scared. I'm de- mm-hmm. behind it is fear. Behind that overwhelm. When our brain gets overwhelmed, it's because it's processing too many different things at once, and we've never learned how to translate those thoughts into thoughts, emotions and behaviors. Mm -hmm. Right. That cognitive function. Right. So um, it you as a friend could say, okay, um, so, you know, I'm in the mood for, you know, I I came in here to go get food. okay, Mm -hmm. so that rules out half the store. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, you know what, I was looking for soups, okay, that rules out even more. So you have helping it break it down into smaller steps, right? Because that overwhelm, another symptom is indecision, like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. which is a huge factor. So it's like walking into a Costco and just saying, where do I start? How do I begin making these choices or decisions where I need to go? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's about learning how our brain processes things, how it translates our thoughts what emotions come up, right? Your friend who says I don't know. I hear that all the time with my clients when they first start with me. I don't know. Mm. So I say I'm pretend you did. What would uh-huh. that look like? Right? Because we have to trick our brain into trying to get that answer because they're so afraid. They have never been taught to go past that I don't know, right? So wow. that's what it looks like. And so um, another end of the category of decision fatigue, a symptom of it, is being very impulsive.
0: Saying, so, "You know, I don't know
1: what I'm going to get, so I'm just going to get this." Oh. And then you take it home, and you're like, "This isn't something that I really wanted, right?" So it, it manifests itself in so many different ways. But does that answer your question? What it kind of looks like for a person who's in overwhelm?
0: It. Answers it beautifully. I mean, especially that last part about even being impulsive, that's something that I didn't know, but it, that makes so much sense. Like, you know, it's just overwhelm. It's overwhelm. It's coming from a place of trauma. And, you know, the information that you just shared, you know, I'm just thinking back on one particular scenario and I'm like, mm, I needed to give that person more grace. I need, they, they were, it wasn't anything. It was just, that's just what it was. You know, it's decision fatigue um now what are three things and you touched on some that you think that would be good for us to do if we can identify this and say hey this is an issue um for me what can we do mm,
1: great question if we recognize that we're in decision fatigue that that overwhelm is real and we just can't make any choices mm-hmm. i always tell my clients just stop and breathe for a second when we breathe, I usually do the the box, the four, four, four method, four breaths in, hold four, four release, hold four. So it's a box. It's like looking at a box, right? Mm-hmm. Because our central nervous system is in sympathetic mode. So what that means is fight or flight,
0: mm. right?
1: right? When we are in decision fatigue, we're emotional. It's an emotional space.
0: That makes sense.
1: So we have to correct our emotion into logic, right? So how do we do that? When our brain is in emotional overload, it becomes irrational and it doesn't make good decisions. So how beautifully are we created that when we are in that overwhelm, our logic shuts down, Mm. right? So our amygdala Mm -hmm. is inflamed, So we have to calm it down, our central nervous system. So that breathing technique, just like, just pausing, allows your brain to just center. It calms the central nervous system so that you're able to make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say it's a big decision that you have to make. Start small. Mm -hmm. Are there ways to break down this? Ask yourself, is there a way for me to break down this decision in bite-sized pieces? Mm -hmm. Some of my clients love to make a list. I encourage them, don't make a list from here to here Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get it all done. And then that's going to create an emotional space for you that's going to be toxic. Mm -hmm. So make a small list two or three things that are massively important that you have to handle maybe at most right and do it the night before Hmm. when you're in a calm logical space. Make a little list the night before of things you want to do the next day or things you need to care for the next day and do it in order of importance so breathe. Make a small little list nothing too big. Right. And then. Reserve the next day when you're in that space and you need to make a decision. You don't need to make it at that moment, right? Most of the time we run into a space and we say, I need to do this right now. That's where the impulse comes in. That's all in emotional space. Mm. Learn to give yourself the space that you need. Reserve some time for you before you have to make major decisions. Be in a space that's logical, not emotional. So that would look like maybe in the morning, if you know you have some major decisions to make the next day, Mm -hmm. make that small little list of two or three things you have to do, take that morning, do your breathing, have some quiet time, have your coffee in a quiet moment and then say, "Okay, once I'm done with this, I'll make that decision or I'll take care of this or I'll do that. Right. We rush into things sometimes, or procrastination is the other way. we consciously choose I'm not gonna make a decision, but here's the tricky part about procrastination. You've made a decision not to make a decision, so it's still mm-hmm. a decision yeah,- mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. right
1: so those would be my top three things for you to
0: do wow, that is that is. I love that. That is so many things that I needed to hear. I think that I'm burning the candle at both ends. I mean, I think sometimes I'm doing the avoidant, you know, part of the decision making, but a lot of the times I'm doing the make every decision right now. Like I'm just all of it. Yeah, this is wow. I'm going to try to employ what you just shared. You know, hey, I don't have to think about all of this today. I could think about some of this tomorrow. Scarlett O'Hare, I'll think about that tomorrow. You know, just whatever you have to do. This is very insightful. Um, well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Um, I think that this information is important for all women. I think it's especially too important for young women because. I think that young women really like that school age, like early teen, you know, Mm -hmm. starting at that point is when you start becoming overwhelmed with decisions. And Mm -hmm. I can look back at myself at that point and say, man, I didn't realize it, but I was just really, really, really overwhelmed because you got to make all these major life choices when you're a baby. What you going to study? What school you going to go to? You know, what's your life going to look like? I don't know, you know, it's too much, it's too much. So I think that I can literally, in my mind, say that is when my decision stuff and it then that came down into the list. Like I've got to list everything out and be very linear about everything, but it started then. Cause there was a lot of pressure at that time. A lot of things happening that were not always good. So that was just kind of the way I guess, you know, I started to deal with it and we all find our ways um, to cope, but you know, it's great to speak with professionals like yourself Um, guys. If you have not done so already, please give Amy a follow on Instagram. She has amazing lives. And this is actually a topic that um, she did discuss on one of her ig lives she has great lives check them out lots of information you can throw some comments in there and then of course she has her coaching sessions Mm -hmm. and things that she does as well so thank you Mm -hmm. so much for being here today
1: it's my pleasure sweetheart my pleasure anything i can do to help and support our beautiful women in our community i am all for it i understand the process i'm a mother myself of a grown man (laughs) and so i understand what it feels like to be overwhelmed and to be okay with just making one or two choices that will impact your future for the better
0: yes absolutely
1: it's not as important as we think it is and our subconscious mind knows what's more important so We have to learn to listen to it.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, ladies. Well, we have done some work today. Okay. So again, head over, check Amy out. Thanks so much for listening to Work It Lady. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.